Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting live 
uh, not just on the people, but on advertising the fact that they have this. You look at the, a lot of different government websites, even the, uh, uh, what is it, the immigration uh, website, you know, when the, like the, the portal of folks who want to come to the United States or when they get here, it's like uh, the, the how-to when you get here. And part of the how-to is how to get money from the government. And uh, in a situation like that, it's going to be going to be hard for folks to uh, to vote on the right thing because they're voting on uh, on getting money from the government. And you know, a lot of people that's their that's their job. And they're entitled to that check. And there's a lot of folks that uh, that are in bad situation now because of the horrible unemployment that. Uh, that we have there's a there's a lot of rough situations out there, and I don't think that uh, the election results were that much of a surprise. However, uh, I got to tell you that uh, I had my doubts that if the uh, if the other party had gotten in, that they would have done anything different. In the, every time the uh, the opposite power has been in uh, the opposite party has been in power, it uh, really hadn't done anything. Just kind of sat there and smiled, and and uh, things just went on as usual. And the government continues to so the the power influence that the government exerts over the states continues to grow stronger. However, as I said, there is. Uh, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And uh, I want to read you a letter uh, that a friend of ours wrote. And uh, I've got it posted on the uh, on the Rifleman blog. You guys are welcome to go to the Rifleman blog and uh, read it there. I try and put in notes from the shows and updates and information and stuff. It's at... Uh, Rifleman Radio, all one word, lowercase, dot blogspot dot com. Rifleman Radio dot blogspot dot com. That's the uh, uh, the blogspot for the radio show. I've got the the letter posted there, and uh, like I said, this is for a friend. He wanted to remain anonymous, but some of you may know him because of all the fun he said he had with his FAL. Right? Okay, here's his letter. Okay, the grim reality of four more years of increased socialist communist rule in D.C. surely has many of you bleakly looking at this country's future and shaking your head. While I was sorely disappointed in the election results myself, I can't say that they were a shock to me. I expected and hope for different results. But frankly, given the fact that there can be no solutions out of D.C., even if the Republicans would have gained the White House and Senate, they would have at, at best meant a slowing of the progress down a socialist communist path, not a turnaround. <clears throat> so if you'll allow me some political commentary and some sharing of positive news, perhaps we can enjoy what few rays of sunshine to persist in our country and from their work to make larger inroads for the true cause and solution of liberty. Shortly after the election, we 
have been presented with several polls which indicate that a large majority of the people do not want government-run health care. Uh, I know it makes a little sense. They voted for the twits who instituted it, ramming it down their throats. But there was obviously more to this election cycle than the facts. What this means to me is that a majority of the people in this country, and I mean, certainly a majority of the people in many of the states, oppose Obamacare. In fact, this notion is supported by the fact that many states have introduced, and this is over 40 of the states, and uh, 14 have passed either laws or state constitutional amendments barring the implementation of a mandated government-run health care program. You understand what that means, right? That 40 of the states have introduced uh, some type of uh, legislation, and out of those 40 that have introduced so far, 14 have passed, either laws or state constitutional amendments barring the implementation of a mandated government-run health care program, Obamacare. Given the poll results above, the momentum within the states to bar this unconstitutional federal action and the fact that the true ills of Obamacare will start to affect, take effect in January, the number of people in the states who want to stop it will increase. Thus, the number of states barring its implementation will increase. In fact, while the media focused on the federal election results, they glossed over the fact that on November 6th, five states uh, voted on barring Obamacare to one degree or another, and with four of them passing such measures, and two of those being state constitutional amendments. This is certainly not to say that the war was won, but rather that many battles were won on November 6th. And while a couple of large battles were indeed lost, there were many small battles won on, on that day alone. Looking at the larger picture, the small battles wage on, and they are being won. Just yesterday, in a predominantly liberal state, Michigan, the legislators in the House voted 107 to zero to prevent any officials in that state, including law enforcement and National Guard, from implementing or assisting in implementing NDAA, that's the National Defense Authority Act. A quick brief on the NDAA for those who may not know. This is a federal law that has a provision in it which allows for the indefinite detention of anyone, including American citizens, without due process fail, or even access to the court system if the federal government deems them a terrorist, right? You understand what that means. If the federal government labels you a terrorist, then you go into indefinite detention by the military with no no legal counsel, no bail, no court hearings, nothing. That's it, man. You disappear. <clears throat> Now, while you're thinking about that, and, and I know that uh, some people are going to say, yeah, well, what's the deal? If they're terrorists, then, yeah, by, by gosh, they, they should go there. They should get locked up. Well, let me remind you about the uh, Department of Homeland Security paper. This is only um, a couple of years back, which essentially deemed all gun owners, Christians, Ron Paul supporters, Tea Party activists, homeschoolers, veterans, and many others as terrorists. 
You guys get the picture now, right? Certainly, you're thinking that uh, the NDA is, uh, if it is in fact only going to uh, be concerned with uh, terrorists, you have to remember that a terrorist, being a terrorist, is just a label. And the label can be applied by the government to anyone it pleases. All right? So I think that is, uh, I think that was a, uh, a pretty important uh, vote. And that's in Michigan, like I said, which is a pretty liberal state. 107 to 0 to prevent anybody from enforcing it in the state. All right? So you couple the small victory yesterday with the many victories on this issue of last year. We have many such victories. 17 states have introduced legislation. Some of the states were very liberal ones to bar the implementation of a National Defense Act in their state. And again, as the states reconvene their legislatures after this uh, November 6th election, I suspect we'll see many more states take up legislation to bar NDAA and many other federal uh, usurpations of power. The key to remember is that victory for liberty is, is probably never going to be had at the federal level, regardless of who, of who is in power in D.C. Even if the most liberty-minded president in history were to be elected, uh, if we had a brand-new, uh, uh, you know, 10,000-horse Ronald Reagan, it lacked the power to force liberty upon the people of this country or the various states. The process must originate from the people and then be translated through their states upon the federal government. This process is gaining momentum year after year, gaining more steam as the federal government becomes more aggressive in their power grabs. So I fully anticipate that given the election results, the federal government will become ever increasingly aggressive in grabbing power and making unilateral edits on the people and the states. This will have a resulting backlash and the momentum of state nullification will gain in direct opposition to this power grab from D.C. That's what I'm talking about. Every action has, a, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. As the feds push harder and the states push back, here in Texas we had, uh, and several other states have had this, have had uh, uh, sovereignty legislation and sovereignty statements. <clears throat> And the states are pushing back. They're either doing that or they're just telling the federal government, you can make whatever laws you want, but we're not going to enforce them. And we'll arrest any of your guys that come down here to enforce them, uh, thereby nullifying the laws that they pass. <clears throat> all right, there, there's no telling where this is all going to lead. Now, I fully expect that the socialist communists in D.C. to use every tool available to them to keep their power and to grab even more. In fact, history clearly tells us that the socialist communist people were nearly always resort to civil war to retain power, or if they feel they can use this tool to force their will more quickly. The different results in the elections of November 6th at best would have lessened 
the possibility of such a civil war. But that's not the case. <laughs> we now have fully entrenched socialist communists in our federal government. They'll do what is in their nature, and that is to oppress others and implement tyranny. The question which awaits our country is will they receive enough opposition from the people via constitutional means to convince them that an outbreak of civil war will not net them victory or gains. And uh, at this point, I say it's too soon to make a prediction in that area. However, given the momentum of the state nullification movement and the unbelievably massive and record sales of firearms and ammunition to the American people, I would say that their prospects of success in a civil war is waning. In fact, we can also include in this the fact that, that these soft socialist communists have made perfectly clear they're determined to destroy our military. So now one has to ask, to whom will they turn to wage this civil war for them? All in all, the progress and successes which were being made in this country in the hearts and minds of the people, too, have not been stopped by the November 6th election results, and they continue on. This is the true progress of liberty in this country. The 6th was merely a minor setback, which may be seen in the future as a necessary event to help this process along. How many people do you think would have gone back to sleep if uh, their guy had gotten into the White House? How many, uh, how much of the country would have uh, would have gotten back on the couch and just uh, gone back to sleep because now things were a okay because their guy was there. So happy Thursday to you all. I'm looking forward to the celebration of Christ's birth with my family, unless the Mayans get us first. In which case, I suspect that we will all be sharing a birthday cake with Christ himself, which is not a bad alternative at all. All right. I think they, that uh, I think that pretty much hits it on the head. <clears throat> I think it's what uh, there, there has been so much talk recently uh, about sovereignty. There has been so much talk about uh, secession and states' rights and uh, I know that there's been a lot of talk about uh, different states seceding, like uh, Texas, the Texas secession movement. Now, I've got to tell you right now that I think that the last thing we would want to do is to secede because, uh, in my mind, you know, you're just going to be replacing, uh, you're going to be replacing the uh, the federal dictators uh, with a lot of state dictators, a lot of people who who never had the power that they would have if the state seceded. I think it would be uh, uh, I think it would be awfully rough. However, it doesn't have to. It never has to get to that point. All that has to do is uh, well, any of you guys who've tried to go out and buy a, a firearm or ammunition. Uh, we just had a repeat of four years ago. The shelves are bare. 
this has been a big boon to the ammunition uh, companies and uh, to the firearms companies. Record sales. Uh, I don't believe there has ever been another person in history, short of Adolf Hitler, who uh, who had such an effect on the arms industry, uh, at least here in the United States, because uh, tens of millions of firearms were sold and are now in the hands of American citizens. Billions of rounds of ammunition are now in the hands of American citizens. You see people now uh, that... Uh, that are either they're pulled over for something, or maybe even they got arrested for something, and, and the newspapers say, uh, uh, the, "Oh my gosh, he was hoarding. He had he had over a thousand rounds of ammunition in his car." And I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I hope that they I hope that nobody pulls me over on the way to uh, to an apple seat or to a shooting event." Uh, because I regularly carry, uh, you know, two to three to four thousand rounds of ammunition in my vehicle, and uh, and uh, a dozen firearms, and I can I can just see that now, you know, uh, man stopped on highway for uh, uh, for no lane change signal, and uh, you find uh, and found uh, five thousand rounds of ammunition and, and car loaded down with firearms. What was he going to do with these? Completely uh, disregarding the stacks of the apple seed flyers on the front seat with me. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is that everybody I know has thousands of rounds, thousands and thousands of them, and lots of firearms. So uh, if you if you go back to uh, go back to World War II and uh, you have the folks that were uh, uh, asking Yamato why he why he wasn't making plans for an invasion, and he said because in that country there's a rifle behind every blade of grass. Well, it's only gotten bigger. Uh, I believe that uh, the other day I was reading a uh, I was reading a list of states, and it was it was listing. The folks who had registered for deer hunting, I think even the small states like uh, New Jersey, I think there was something like 19 million uh, hunters. Okay, now I, I, just let, let that sink in for a minute. Let's think about that for a minute. 19 million hunters. Okay, 19 million people with rifles in one state. That one state has uh, as a group of folks with firearms that is bigger than almost any army uh, on the planet today, 19 million. Now, granted, uh, you know, there's probably, uh, my buddy and I have talked about this uh, many times, there's probably only uh, one out of every uh Every hundred or two hundred that uh, might actually consider uh, trying to retain their rights and freedoms with uh, with their rifle, but who knows? You know, even only one out of a hundred out of nineteen million is a large number. And that's from a small state. Uh, you get to some of the bigger states, and uh, and you get larger numbers. And 
<laughs> pretty soon, uh, if you tally up all of the states, you've got a uh, uh, hundred uh, million folks with firearms. That's that's a lot of folks. Considering the fact that uh, I think that the standing army in uh, in this country is somewhere uh, somewhere under or around five hundred thousand. Um, that may not be right, but I think that I I think that I've picked up that number recently. Uh, that's not counting the the state guards and uh, militias and stuff. I'm just talking about the the federal troops. Anyway, that is uh, that is the state of the union at this point. Yes, uh, the candidate won, who has the most liberal, and apparently, and this is this is not supposition by me that saying that he has a socialist or communist uh, ideology or. Uh, or plans for the nation. I mean, he, he, I don't think that the candidate himself would admit it, or the or the president-elect. I don't think he would admit that that's what it is. But by any standards uh, of interpretation, that's that's what a great deal of them are. So that is what we're faced with now. And how it's going to affect you and me, I, I don't know yet. I don't know exactly where this is going. And and despite all the folks who have uh, their conspiracy theories and everything else about uh, about a new world order plan and stuff like that. I don't know that this that the current administration has a good idea about where they're going. I don't know that they have a they have a good grip on what they're getting ready to do. Uh, so I don't know how it's going to affect us. I do know that the effect overall has been one that uh, where a great a great many folks have been saddened by the results, but also determined to to ensure that their rights and freedoms uh, are not abridged. And I, I don't know how far folks will go, but I know how that what they're saying and. Uh, and I imagine it'll play out uh, a lot like the story that I just uh, described to you. That's with the federal government trying to grab more power and trying to edit our freedoms and liberty, and with the individual states and the people pushing back, pushing back on uh, on the government's intrusion. Uh, all right. Uh, our call-in number is 347-308-8790. 347-308-8790. And you're welcome to, uh, uh, you're welcome to call in. And uh, if you would like to thank your uh, your local crews uh, in Appleseed, then uh, we would love to have you do so. Uh, if you wanted to make some comments on what I just uh, on what I just talked about, you're welcome to do so. Keep it uh, keep it light. No conspiracy theories. No Bilderberg or anything like that. Uh, 
But you're welcome to call in. Uh three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. And uh you're certainly welcome to tell your local Appleseed crews thank you. There are a lot of things that are going on right now that are pushing back. Appleseed is one. The Appleseed project is the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States today. The absolute no one does it like Appleseed. No one comes even close to doing the job that Appleseed does. They teach the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the United States today. And it's not going to cost you much to do it either. The prices have not gone up in the six years. No prices have been raised. Uh, it's still uh, the cheapest uh, the least expensive, let me put it that way, the least expensive two-day rifle marksmanship course that you're going to find. And the reason that it can maintain that uh, low rate is because all of the folks involved with the program are volunteers. Everyone is donating their time, their effort, a lot of folks donating their money, supplies. Uh, a lot of folks have bought rifles for folks to use that don't have them when they come to events. A lot of folks buy ammunition and give it to people when they come to events. It has the absolute best fundamentals of rifle marksmanship program in the nation today. And at the same time, while you're there, they're going to talk to you about April 19, 1775. That's the day that our nation was born. And they're going to talk to you about the folks who were there, what they did, why they did it and probably talk to you about some of the ideas that the founders had in creating this nation, in creating the document that uh, is the blueprint for how this nation should run, the Constitution of these United States. And the Appleseed Project is not going to – we're not going to teach you how to use your rifle as a deterrent to the government. We're not going to teach there's no military training, any kind of silly stuff like that. We're not going to tell you who you should vote for. Appleseed is a nonprofit, when that bars them from any type of uh, political involvement. Besides that, you're a grown man, a grown woman, or you're, or you're too young to vote. And you don't need to be told how to vote. All you need to be, all that you need is to understand that you have a sacred obligation. You have a sacred obligation, an open-ended contract with this nation that is non-delegatable to defend and protect and safeguard the, the rights and liberties that living in this nation affords you. That's all you need to know. From there, like I said, you're a grown man. If one grown man can can write uh, a Declaration of Independence, then I think another grown man can read it and figure out what uh, he should be doing to safeguard his country's uh, rights and freedoms. Right? Don't you think that? <clears throat> I don't think that we've gotten so dumb 
Uh, I don't think we're the level of that movie Idiocracy yet. We're getting close. I don't think that we're so dumb that we can't figure that out. You don't need someone to teach you to tell you how to vote. All you have to do is get off the couch, wake up, go read some stuff yourself, read the Constitution, understand what the, the founders had in mind for this nation, understand that the Constitution cannot be a living, breathing, uh, erasable document. And then figure out what to do. Figure out what to do yourself. And that is one of the things that Appleseed does, is it uh, kind of like a, a spin-up and launch pad, like a, a large nationwide Paul Revere machine uh, going across the nation and uh, and trying to stir the the hearts and minds of folks, get them off the couch and get them to understand that our nation, our, our nation is not going down the toilet. Okay, uh, I tell you, the founders did an absolutely fantastic job of making this nation strong. It's not bulletproof, but they've made it strong. The document that they created calls this nation to be Superman strong, but that doesn't mean that it's, that it can't get rusty and dirty. Uh, and have broken windows and a flat tire. I think it's got all of those things right now. It needs some maintenance. It needs some care. It needs it needs some sacred obligations to be fulfilled by the men and women who live in this nation underneath wrapped in the freedoms and liberties of this nation. I think it was a bit of with a bit of maintenance, with a bit of TLC, a lot of this can get fixed. I'm not going to say it's going to happen fast because uh, we're in a mess. We've made a huge mess. And uh, and it's going to take a while to get out of it. The only way to start getting out of something is to start getting out of it. To sit there and wish you could get out uh, doesn't help. I see that uh, in the chat room, I see Alonso One has said 10 million hunters and only 4 million NRA members. Now, are you talking about are you talking about uh, uh, a certain state? Are you talking about? Uh, you you must be because you're saying ten million hunters. Uh, tell me what you're talking about on there. It's, it's uh, ten million hunters and only four million NRA members. <clears throat> yeah, I think that is weird because, uh, I, and I think that most folks, uh, most folks support what uh, the NRA is doing with their mouths, but nothing else. I think most folks say, yeah, go NRA, go. But but they don't send a dollar there. They don't send in their membership dues for the year. Uh, and and that's it. They're they're part of the folks that uh that think that, uh, that somebody else is somebody else is doing it. I don't have to worry about that because somebody else is doing it. I gotta what I need to do 
they got to hurry up, sit down, and watch this NASCAR race, and then uh, and then I got to clean my gun. I'm going hunting, which is great. I'm all for NASCAR and hunting. I'm just saying that uh, that's not all there is, and NASCAR and hunting are never going to save this nation. So, okay, uh, Alonso, did you uh, did you post back to that? I don't see it. Post back to, uh, uh, oh, I think Alonso got, uh, oh, there, there he is, back. Uh, Alonso, post uh, post what you were talking about on the 10 million hunters and uh, 4 million NRA. Okay, uh, one of, somebody else is saying that 10 million number is straight from a web page. But I don't know who. I don't know what it's from. It's a government web page. Uh, all right. Uh we've got uh we've got the the creator of the board game that is called We the People Fight Tyranny. He's gonna come on in just a few minutes because uh like I said, we've got uh we've got a whole bunch of different uh a whole bunch of different folks who are who are pushing back in their own ways. You know, we've got the apple seed, you've got the tea party, you've got uh <laughs> I could probably just recite straight from the list of the Department of Homeland Security uh possible terrorist list. Uh, you've got the homeschoolers, you've got the tea party, uh, you've got uh, a lot of people who are pushing back in different ways. And we had a fellow on a little while back who had uh, created uh, uh, a game called, uh, I believe it was Constitution Quest, which was a game about uh, about the Constitution. And... Uh, and this fellow has is, is created uh, a pretty—it's uh, a pretty neat game. And uh, and he'll be on just a few minutes. We're going to talk about that because that's another way that people are fighting back. And uh, I think if you read the uh, if you read the the email description for the show or for the uh, the show notes. Uh, I was talking about that because if if uh, the majority of the folks in this nation, uh, almost everybody has computers now, if they just Googled United States Constitution, pulled it up on their screen, and started reading through it, uh, I, I think you would see an immediate sea change in what's going on. But the majority of folks, they'll have no idea uh, of of how the country was set up, why it was set up the way that it was. They have no idea of what the the framers uh, of the the Constitution. They don't even have any idea what they said because they've never read the Constitution. They have no idea what it is. And you have people all the time who are uh, who are willing to to tell you the the misinterpretations that they've heard. You have people who all the time who are ready to stand on the street corner and start yelling, uh, it's right there in the Constitution. It says separation of church and state, right there in the Constitution. 
That's one of the main offenders, one of the main misinterpretations that you hear all the time. And uh, and the fact is, it doesn't say that at all. It says Congress shall make no laws. No laws. It's left up to the states to do that. Uh, the states could basically make any laws they wanted, uh, any laws that the people of their state would accept as far as religion, but Congress shall make no laws. That's what the Constitution says. It doesn't say separation of church and state right there in the Constitution. But many people believe that's what it says. So, so the if a if a large enough group of folks actually pulled that up on their screen and started reading it, then I think it would be a lot different. I think things would be a lot different. Okay, all right, let's see here. Uh, Alonso and uh, Cutlars were talking about the uh, fishing game web page. Uh, Ten million hunters. Uh, Twelve million hunters of all types. Ten million deer hunters. There's a lot more than that. Uh, and uh, and four million NRA folks. Well, like I said, you have the majority of the folks who are who are riding on the coattails of the folks who are supporting the NRA. I mean, they're getting the, they're getting the benefits, even though they put nothing in. They're getting the benefits of the folks at the NRA, and uh, and we've heard a lot of stuff in the news recently uh, after the suicide of the the athlete. I know you guys have heard about the uh, who was it, Bob Costas? It was commenting on. Uh, on the fact that uh, Americans did not need firearms, that the country would be a much better country if the firearms were only in the hands of the military and police. And that's the way a lot of people think. That's the way a lot of folks in this country think that uh, would be the solution. and that's because because they are ignorant because they have not uh taken the time to uh to talk uh am i I'm just looking at the switchboard now am I on the air? Can you guys hear me? Somebody in the chat room post if uh if uh, this is going out. Okay, so they hear you, so they they hear me. <clears throat> maybe they uh maybe it overrode uh maybe the switchboard overrode this. Uh okay, now I just uh I just moved it to where it says my mic is open. Can you guys still hear me now? Just uh, give me a quick, uh, a quick yes or no that uh, that you can hear me because 
show that my mic was muted and uh, okay, so it's still okay. All right, well we're good to go then. <clears throat> okay, uh, I'm going to bring on a uh, a caller real quick. This is Cooper. Cooper, I've got uh, I've got to give you about the two minutes, okay? Because uh, we've got our guest is online. I'm going to give you a couple of minutes here to uh, to make your point. Cooper, go ahead. Well, thanks, Scott. I I don't need two minutes, I don't think, but I can burn it up if you need to. Uh, number <laughs> cool. one, I, welcome, I, I need welcome to, to the show. Well, thanks again. It's been I, I haven't harassed you in some time now. That's partly because uh, early this year I managed to rupture all five of my lumbar discs, and then I Perfect. flipped an excavator and uh, flipped an excavator and gave myself a, a concussion. And as soon as I got over that, I tripped and fell against the corner of my dining room table and broke two ribs. So I'm more than happy to watch this year go away. <laughs> well, uh, but well I wanted, welcome to the I wanted, club. I, I've been there. Yeah, I know. I heard. Um, I, I wanted to take this chance to thank all of the shoot bosses and instructors and IITs in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa who stepped up to fill the holes where I couldn't do what I would normally do. It was really uh it was really touching to me to see people and say, Hey, you know, you're being stupid. Uh back off and we'll carry it. When you're better, come on back. Well that right. Was, uh, it was it's very it is very good to realize like you don't you don't have to you don't have to win back liberty alone. That especially through Appleseed, it's a whole group of people, you know, dedicated to holding each other up and getting the job done. Right, and and, been, uh, and and I know that a lot of folks think that they think that they're alone out there, or they or that they can't do anything, or that what would I do? I'm just one person. What would I ever do? And the, the answer is that you have to you got to force multiply yourself, and the way you do that is you join a team. Now, I'm not going to tell you that Appleseed is the only answer, but it's not. It is just an answer. And the folks that uh, plug themselves into the Appleseed Project and work uh, at it, donate their time and effort, are some of the best folks uh, in the nation. That's how I met all of my my current friends. Uh, I got rid of all the other slackers, and now all of my friends are all Appleseed folks, and they're the best folks in the world. And... Uh, and it does give you a it does give you uh, a good feeling to know that that you're not in this alone. You know you're you're not in you're not in this alone because that is one of the most uh, horrifying feelings is to think that 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 that's it that there's a whole nation millions and millions of people uh, ready to sink below the waves and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, but that's not the case. There is uh, millions and millions of folks. Do want to do something about it? They're just uh, a lot of them haven't figured out how to go about it. Uh, exactly. That's one of the things exactly. that Appleseed does is we try and get you, we try and get you pointing in the right direction, and then light the fuse and stand back and watch you uh, watch you take off. Right. Uh, I wanted to thank you for for your blunt and straightforward uh, discussions about what's been happening of late. I don't want to deflate your balloon about Michigan. Uh, consider that Michigan has one of the highest concentrations of 
Muslims and Islamists in the United States. So they kind of have a little reason they they don't want to fall under the NDAA radar. <laughs> it, it's not uh, it's, well, it's not necessarily it's not necessarily these uh, the liberals who are seeing the light. Uh, a lot of it are folks who are uh, seeing the heat. Well, you know what? That's that's an unintended uh, uh, an unintended positive consequence then, because while uh, while you would like for all of the bad guys to uh, uh, to be subject to the most harsh rules and penalties and stuff. You got to remember that uh, that the brush that paints everybody is a awfully broad one, and uh, and I would much rather have uh, those guys running around doing whatever they do uh, than to take the chance of somebody shining a light on me and saying, "Hey, you look like uh, like uh, like a terrorist. That's what you look like." Get over here. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was jailed on a rumor because I was standing in my own yard, which actually was uh, certified by the county as a shooting range. Uh, someone started a rumor uh, that there was this crazy person with a rifle threatening to shoot people. So in my own, on my own property, doing absolutely nothing, but having my rifle over my shoulder. I, I had to. I got to enjoy forty some odd law enforcement officers from three jurisdictions descend upon me with a Bearcat armored car. That, uh, that changes. That changes your concept of how things happen in this country really dramatically. I thought you were going to um, say it changes your magazine load. There was no go, magazine in my rifle. <laughs> there was no magazine in my rifle. I had a bright orange chamber flag in my rifle. Did they care? Well, no. Because we well, don't have you know, a justice system. Is, is that, we have a legal system. Yeah, but here's the difference but, between but the justice end, and legal. Go ahead. Yeah, but the, the, end results, the end results of how it all worked out is you're still a free man, right? I'm a free woman, indeed. Yep. Well, and I have and I uh, ten system, times as many firearms now as I did then. <laughs> the system worked then. Well, listen, you take You're, care of yourself, brother. I appreciate you calling in. Call in next week too, okay? I will do if I have. If they let me come home and listen, <laughs> I gotta work for a living, you know. Uh, all right. Well, listen. God bless you, brother. I hope you heal up, God and we'll you. talk to you next week. Indeed. Have a great night. I want to hear this. I want to hear this guy. I just bought two of his games. Oh, really? Excellent. Oh, yeah. I just went online, looked him up, bought two of them off the bat. One's going out for a Christmas present to my daughter and and son and uh, grandson. Perfect. Well, then you're ahead of the game because I was going to act. I'm going to get you guys to get on the website and start buying. You're ahead of the game. All right. Well, I'm already there. Care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring him on and uh, to awesome. listen to what he has to say, all right? Thanks, Al. All right, thank Out you. Now. Okay. I told you guys we had uh, Robert Snuzak. Who's the creator of the uh, the board game? It uh, is called We the People Fight Tyranny, and uh, we're going to be talking about that for the for the, uh, for the next little while because uh, it's a it's a it's a very important concept that he's got. Robert, welcome to the show. Hey, Robert, can you hear me? Never mind. I opened up uh, Sam's mic, and Sam obviously he wasn't going to tell me that, that he could hear me. 
Okay. <laughs> Robert, can you hear me now? I sure can. Can you hear me? Absolutely. Okay, good. Right. Well, welcome to the show, Robert. Well, thank you. Thanks for uh, having me on. Uh, yeah, listen, Robert and I talked a little while ago, and uh, he's got a lot of good stuff that, uh, that he's going to put out. And uh, first of all, Robert, just uh, tell everybody who you are and, and what you do and uh, and how you got started on this. All right. Well, absolutely. Well, um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, my name is Bob Snizek, and I, I live in Montana, and uh, got uh, five five young kids. And um, you know, for for me, uh, yeah, I've been working at a hospital for the past oh, you know, eight years or so, and and I I was seeing what was going on with our with our country, and so I started thinking of well, what kind of tool could we help to create that could be used to uh, create conversation with with the youth today and and instead of complaining and yelling at the TV which I'm really good at doing uh, I just felt like I needed to do something and I felt compelled to 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 do it and and what happens is that you know, the truth is that kids today are not taught about these basic principles of the constitution in class and so I thought of well why not make a game that would get kids and adults around the same table and interacting with each other and laughing and having a good time, but there's a purpose behind it, and, and that's to learn about how great America is and to, to learn more about how the Constitution helps to preserve our liberties. And, and so that's you know, kind of the impetus of things was, again, um, I was just tired of doing nothing. And so this is something that, that I felt like my wife and I, and I got together with a few others here in, in Billings, Montana to to create that tool. Right, and and you've done a great job of it because you know one of the things one of the things that we do that my family does mm-hmm. is uh, we got a whole uh, a whole wall in one room dedicated dedicated to board games. Okay, and of yeah. Course, uh, we need to get we probably gonna get rid of them because a lot of them are. Are the games that uh, that the girls and I were playing, you know, five or six, seven, eight, nine years ago, and they don't mm-hmm. they don't really fit anymore a lot of what we're doing. And then of course a lot of times we'll play trivia, but here's a my philosophy in games and house decorating and everything else is uh, that I think that if you play a game or if you put something on your mantle a decoration, it has to, it should have some meaning to it. Uh, yeah. yeah. My wife likes to decorate with things, and she'll say, "Oh, look at this, uh, you know, this obscure uh, thing." And, and, it, and granted, it'll look nice, but to me, uh, it seems to me like the things that you decorate which should have a a purpose. Now, I know I'll never get her to agree to uh, <laughs> to how my house looked uh, before we were married, because uh, like in the main room, it was. I think it was 40 or 50 skulls on the wall and piles of bones and, and rocks yeah. and crystals and skeletons. and uh, It was like a big science lab. And, uh, yeah. And and I remember when, when she looked at it, she just went, oh. But the, my point is, is that there's no reason that if you're going to play a game that you shouldn't get a benefit out of it. And, uh, yeah. 
And, you know, we're talking about this. Uh, as a lot of times people talk to, about this and they say, well, this is great. This would be great for the kids to learn. It would be great to teach the kids. And you're right, it will be. But I don't know. If you, I don't think you heard the beginning of my my discussion on this, and that is that there are very few people in our nation who have any idea about what the Constitution says, or any even if they hear it. And when you were talking a little bit earlier about how uh, Constitution stuff is taught in schools, and 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 sometimes it is, but even so, it's very seldom is there any is it taught what the meanings. Or, or or what the uh, uh, or or what happens or doesn't happen because of the the documents that uh, created the nation and this is a great way uh, this is a great way for folks to uh, to get schooled in it. Tell us about uh, yeah. tell us a, give us a uh, I'm here on your on the site now and okay. uh, for you guys that want to take a look at it while we're talking about it it is. We the people game dot com. We the people game dot com. That's the uh, web page for it. So if you guys want to pop over to that page where we're talking, then you can see what we're talking about. It's a uh, first off. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a very visual person myself, and the board is a very very beautiful board. Uh, and I looked at uh, when I was doing the research on this, I was looking at uh, one of the uh, the pages here. It's uh, what was it? Uh, the board geek guy. And he's given gives all the information and stuff about you guys. And I'm guessing that Brenda uh, Sneezek is your wife. Yeah, it's, it's Brenda Brenda Sneezek. Um, and Sneezek. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And she was my my editor, and we actually um, hired a couple editors to, to help us out in the whole process too. And um, because it, you know, what, honestly, when we started it, I thought it was going to be a quick process, and it, it, it turned out to be um, what we kept on doing is raising the bar each time. You know, it's like, well, you know, why not put sourcing in there, for example? You know, so we we started adding um, sourcing um, to each of the each of the cards, and so literally we used over a hundred different books in the sourcing of the game, and then hundreds of online resources. And so with like a typical trivia game, it's trivial by definition. And so what our game does is that it provides real history, provides all the really exciting parts of history that kids are not getting in school and it provides the context on the back side. So you have a multiple choice question, you flip it over on the answer side is the rest of the story. It's kind of the Paul Harvey approach to things. And then on the bottom of the answer side, of the card has the sourcing where we receive the information. And so a person can continue to learn more if they're so inclined. You know, the, the truth is, is that with, with kids nowadays, I mean, I love books like, you know, 5,000 Year Leap and, and Sacred Fire and, and some, of these, some of these large and in charge books, but how many 15, 16, 17-year-old kids are going to sit down and read a, 300-page book about the Constitution, not, you know, not too many, and and so that might be partially our fault as parents, but why not, you know, make it a fun experience and an easy one where the family can sit down and and play a game like you were talking about that has a purpose and be able to have those conversations, and when those things come up, if the if your child maybe doesn't understand a principle or an idea about the Second Amendment or whatever you know the topic is, 
is on, then that's when you can have the, the conversation and, and find out, in some instances, what your kid's being taught in school. Um, so we, we came up with a, a solution for America's future. And really the fact is, is that if we lose the youth, we lose everything. You know, that was made really clear to me in this past election, you know, besides the depression that it caused half the nation. Uh, I think that what what became very clear to me is that we're not teaching the youth what liberties they already possess and is fading away from their lives without them being even aware of it. And so if everyone read the Constitution, understood you know, what was in it and, and how fortunate we are, guess what? We wouldn't have voted the way we did. We wouldn't have. Um, and so that's where it starts. And so I guess I look at it as this is a solution for some of the challenges that we're, we're facing. If we can reach the youth and we can teach them what, what it means to, to, to be an American and the privileges that we have and how cool America is, then we're willing to stand up for it and fight against charity. Whatever form it takes and whatever party it, it comes from, we'll stand up for what's right. Right. So you and, know, that, uh, that's something I feel really passionate about, obviously. But. Right. And and looking at the uh, – I want to make sure that if you guys aren't on the webpage, if you're not taking a look at it, then uh, then let's give them some of the uh, – Give them some of the the stuff that they're gonna they're gonna see yeah. on here. Because, well, yeah, uh, and I could give and I could give kind of a brief, you know, um, outline how the, the 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 game is is played. But there's a lot of humor that's built right into the right into the game, you know. And and so when you when you go to when you go to start the game, you you all roll dice, and whoever gets the lowest roll gets to be the game czar. And the game czar chooses one of your eight federal ID cards or one of your identity that, that you're going to play with. And as you're going around the tracks, you're losing money like crazy. And as you're landing on these social justice spots, there's kind of a joke connected to it, which is kind of <laughs> like life, but, you know, but, but a little bit over the top stuff. And then and so, you're, so you're losing money, but you're also earning stars as you go. And so you earn the stars by answering the history stuff correctly. And so really what happens is that, yeah, go ahead. I was going to tell you, let me, when, when you're talking about that social justice, let me just read, you, read the folks one of the cards here. Uh, one of the cards in the game that uh, I guess that you that you might end up uh, picking up, right? It's a social justice mm-hmm. card. And and what he's done, what Robert's done is he is, this isn't dry stuff. This isn't all dry uh, ancient history stuff that you're going to have to figure out how to uh, apply it to today. To, to, to understand how it's relevant to today, uh, he, he doesn't he, he doesn't uh, make you do any work. He's going to apply it to today for you. <laughs> so if you land on a uh, on one of the uh, these spaces which require you to draw a social justice card, one of them says uh, Tucson, Arizona, ramps up its new 180 million dollar rent and electric car for free service called. The Green Go Freedom Initiative. Within days, the new fleet disappears over the southern border for use by human and drug trafficking entrepreneurs. Your community is blamed for the program not working as intended. All all of you will pay three thousand dollars, and uh, yeah. that's straight out of uh, what's happening in our nation. You don't have to figure out how to apply it. That's exactly what's happening to us. 
yeah, and there's you know, and there's the the, the pictures that got go along with with the card as well, and and that add a lot to the the humor. And so what the game intends on doing, as far as trying to be a solution for teaching the youth, is it shows our youth where we have been and how special America is, and then it contrasts that with the social justice cards with where our nation is moving and the liberties we're losing. So it's that, that contrast that I think makes the game a real powerful tool because how many kids are going to pick up that book of sacred fire or, or 5,000 year leap and read from cover to cover. Some will, but this is history and tweets like how kids receive information nowadays. It's kind of geared for kids with perhaps a little bit of shorter attention span, but it still provides the content that they need and the context that they need. Yeah, so that's a real right. good observation, actually, yeah. Right, and you get a, uh, let's see, here's another card. It's called Disappoint Big Brother. And uh, uh, this one says, if you have bought something from a mom-and-pop business during the past two weeks, earn four stars. And uh, and of course, this is a great way to teach not just not just kids, but everybody. And they'll say, "Well, why is that? Why why am I being rewarded for that? Because you're helping uh, to keep these businesses alive, to help to helping to keep uh, uh, our economy running, helping to keep uh, entrepreneurs up and running, and uh, uh, and it helps people understand why they should be doing it." Exactly. You know, yeah, and with the with the the way that you earn the stars is by doing the history stuff correctly, but you like you mentioned those 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 disappoint big brother cards, it's all about um the stuff that you're doing in your day to day life. It's walking the walk. So sometimes it's not the history buff that's laying you know, watching T V all day long or reading. It's it's about people that are actively out and doing those things that are going to strengthen America, and so you get you get points for that, so to speak, and and so yeah, it hopefully creates a little bit of conversation, you know, about different things that they could be doing differently, you know, whether it's buying gold or silver, or whether it's knowing CPR, whether it's you know having a certain amount of food in your home in preparation for your family, all these types of things that that Americans should be doing anyway, but maybe need to be reminded a little bit, and I'm glad that you brought up the adults too, because the fact is is that we haven't been taught a lot of the stuff in high school. And so we made it multiple choice intentionally to make it so that at least you got a 25% chance of getting it right. right. Uh, but right. also it's this type of thing where, where the humor is so over the top, the examples are so um, hopefully over the top that in, unless you're playing the game with um, a statist or a communist, they're not going to be offended. There's a lot of, a lot of good folks out there that – that uh, may just not understand liberty, but they have the same roots in terms of their, their history. And so you can get them that way. You can get them talking, reconsidering some of the points that they may hold, um, but may be holding correctly. And so, like I said, I think there's a lot of Democrat friends that I've played the game with, and, and they've been able to enjoy it um, as well because it's not a mean-spirited Game. Right. It's it's not about it's not about you know Republic, all Republicans are good and all Democrats are evil. No, it's it's about small government. It's about the, it's about the founding fathers and the Constitution. Everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It covers mm-hmm. everybody. Not just no party has a as a has a right to claim the Constitution. It covers everybody. And and 
and your game does the same thing. Like you said, I I I think you did a good job. That you like you said, you took it a little bit over the top, so so that the sting isn't going to be quite as uh, as painful. They won't uh, take it personally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, also absolutely. at the same time, I think that anybody, no matter how uh, committed to uh, socialism or whatever you are, if you look at uh, uh, if you look at a case like uh, like uh, the the government uh, paying 180 million dollars for the cars and they all disappear, then yeah. you cannot uh, you cannot be happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, well, well. Plus, in the game, you're losing money. You don't want to do that. You get taxed one of your hard-earned. Well, and and you get taxed one of your hard-earned stars um, when you land on a social justice spot, and those get put into the pork barrel, um, which is part of the game. And so, what ends up happening? It's a little bit like free parking in Monopoly. So you have the opportunity to be able to steal some of your neighbor's hard-earned stars. So there's that added dynamic of kind of that competition for the stars, but you're also teaching principles to the, you know, to to youth and hopefully your neighbors that that's not all that fair. Um, and that's redistribution redistribution of wealth is 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 a socialist and a Marxist concept. It's not um, by definition fair, even though it's portrayed as such in in today's media and and and, and kids' textbooks for that matter. You know, the, the one thing I would like to mention is that you know, we had the game um, made in America, you know, in case anyone's wondering, um, because you're not going to make the We the People Fight Tyranny game in China. Uh, right. So we, right. we, did, we did have it made in America, in Michigan, in fact, and uh, we only made about 2,000 of the games um, because that's all our home was worth. And uh, you know we're kind of a small, we're, you know, we're a small business, and you know, and and you know, just like all of your listeners, you know, we're we're trying to do our bit for king and country, which is a bad analogy nowadays. But we're trying to do our best with the stuff that the resources that we have to make a difference. And for us, you know, this is something I knew that we could do. Um, and it may be for others that they need to. You know, be involved with that. Maybe with others that that they need to be involved in. You know, getting a concealed, you know, weapons permit. Whatever, whatever it is. You know, um, it, we all have our role to play. And, and for our family, this is what we wanted to do: was is create a tool for for the youth to to learn and, and honor the, the Constitution. Right. And and uh, I was talking about the people before, to the people before you came on. And uh, I think I mentioned when we first started talking about how everybody, uh, the the responsibility for defending, for safeguarding the rights and freedoms uh, that everyone who lives here, everyone uh, enjoys by right of living in this nation, that those freedoms are not free, that... That every individual, every American, and when I say an American, I'm not. I'm, you can be an American by having a piece of paper that has your name marked on a line and a signature at the bottom and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really make you an American, okay? You're an American when you understand that you have a sacred responsibility to safeguard the rights and freedoms that living in this nation affords you, and that that. Responsibility is an open-ended, non-delegatable responsibility. You cannot. There is no end to yeah. it. You know, when I first, when I 
came back from overseas, I thought, you know, man, I've paid my dues now. I've I got a free <laughs> yeah. ride for the rest of my time because of what I did, and uh, yeah. and that don't work. You, you never, your dues are never paid. As long as you're alive, you have a responsibility to safeguard the freedoms and liberties of this nation, and it's non-delegatable, which means you can't, you cannot expect somebody else. To to take care of this, to you, you cannot delegate this to your mom or to your brother or your father or, or and say you know what these guys they they're into that they're more into that they know what's going on with the nation I'm gonna let them take care of it you cannot do that so everybody has to figure out a way they can get on board and it doesn't have to be uh, with you standing on the the uh, Capitol steps in Washington with a sign. Uh, it doesn't have to be with you uh, in debate with your congressman or your senator, okay? It'd be good if you did all that, but it doesn't have to be that, but it has to be something. And it has to be, you know, with, with your family, yeah. Right. Apple seed is one way that we're doing it. I think that with this board game, you're doing you're doing the same thing. You're paying your dues by trying to educate the people, and just like in Appleseed, you never know where this is going to go. You never know. I'm sure in a, in five years, or maybe as short as five years, maybe as short as uh, already, but in five years or ten years, you're going to have a, a, a stack of testimonials for people who say, you know what, uh, I, never, I never knew anything about my countries, about the document that founded my nation, about our liberties, our freedoms, where they came from, or what they applied to, or anything like that. I had no idea about it. And I started playing your game, and and I started realizing that that the things that were going on in this country were not right, and I started to do something about it. So I think that you have just as much uh, you have just as much of a chance of planting that seed, which is what apple seeds all about. You know, it's about planting the seeds, and you never know where that seed's going to go. You never know how, where, where that. If it's going to germinate, if it's going to grow, become healthy and strong, if somebody's going to buy your game and play it a few times and throw it in their closet and go, man, this sucks, and uh, and move on. You never know where that's going to go. But I guarantee you, uh, Bob, that somebody is going to play this game and it's going to change their life. I guarantee it. So to me, well, thank you. I no, think that I, you're, I you're doing just as important a part as, as, as any other person in the nation. Well, thank you. You know, and like I said, it's it was the, the small thing that we could do, and 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 I think that we if we if we look at the big picture sometimes of you know doing all these grandiose things, I think that it's really easy to become overwhelmed as a family, and I think that a lot of people like me after the election, you get you get down. It, it's kind of a sad thing watching a lot of this unfold, and you see you know some UN thing that they're trying to pass that's going to perhaps circumvent you know, homeschooling rights of families, and you say, you know what, you get infuriated, but it's like, well, we have to we have to make a decision about what we can control and what things we can fight, and I think that we need to fight every step of the way, but one thing that we can do for sure is that we can sit down with our own families. Our schools may be, may be you know, horrific, um, and, and our congressman may be lousy, our president may not be following the Constitution and may be doing everything to violate it, but we still have that kitchen table, and we still have our family, we still have our grandchildren and our children. We can sit around the, that table and 
and play a simple game and have a few laughs, and but then also have those conversations that we all need to be having. Because, again, it's kind of hard to do it um, in other ways. You know, there's a lot of great tools out there, and this is just, just one of probably many. Um, but for us, you know, and, and we've only been up and going for about three months now, but guess what? Most of the people who bought the game have been in that homeschooling crowd. And those people are eating it up. And, and so they're going to uh, wethepeoplegame.com to, to find out about the game. And, and, and they're using it as just, you know, a, a, fun, a fun break from, you know, reading the textbook or going online and doing the things that, that families do in the homeschooling context. It's a, it's a different approach. And it, it's one of those things that almost you know, fools you into learning a few things. And uh, it's, like I said, it's been a real pleasant um, experience for our family and a real pleasure to be able to, to, to make that small sacrifice to offer it to folks. It's been, been a, it's been a wild ride so far. Right. And, uh, and you mentioned homeschoolers and, uh, yeah. and that is very important because, uh, I went to the site that we were talking about earlier, OMSH, uh, when you do the mm-hmm. Google search, or We the People Fight Tyranny Board Game and look for the OMSH uh, uh, website. And this is the home yeah, it's like a review. It's a review that they did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's a really, it's a great review. Now, she does, let's see, she does talk about the price of it. And let's talk about that for a minute because mm-hmm. uh, it is, on your website, it's fifty four ninety nine for the game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it is 54 for that price. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it is uh, $54.99, but uh, for folks that order between now and the the 14th, um, they're able to to get a, a 10% discount, and all they have to do is put uh, for the letter for freedom in in the spot as they're going to, to check out, and they're able to get that uh, that 10% off. But uh, the the reason why it's um, a little bit more than your regular board game is that we did have it made right here in America. It is uh, a, a, the, the game board itself is over two feet by two feet. It's big, just like America. You got 700 full color cards, and the content is so rich and, and content rich. Uh, you know, I think it, it's certainly worth it. But we only made about 2,000 games to start out with, and so you know, I hope that if if we're able to sell the 2000 and, and, and who knows what the future holds, you know, for us, but it's all about volume when it comes to, to making, to making games. But, uh, uh, but I think that if we had it made in China, we'd be able to have yeah. know, reduced the price by five, 10 bucks, but it's just simply not worth it to be made a solid lead anyway. And, you know, yeah. um, so, but, uh, like I said, paper. we'll just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I want to tell the folks that, uh, that I don't think that, I think that that fifty four ninety nine. Is uh, while it while it is a hefty price, it is not if you take a look at the game because uh, when people think about board games, they're thinking about uh, Yahtzee and stuff like that, hand-drawn uh, characters and uh, uh, and uh, and not very much not very much of it. Your game is uh, it's a very beautiful game and it is very rich. In the amount of uh, uh, the amount of photography, uh, the amount of the artwork that's done, there is a lot of artwork, and it's a high quality artwork. The whole the whole look of the game is a very high quality piece, and because of that, because of how well the the, the game is made, and because of the fact that 
this is worth, I got to tell you, man, this is going to be worth twice uh, what a stack of encyclopedias uh, would be worth because this will get used, and the encyclopedias won't. You'll have to whip somebody with a horse whip to get them to open up the encyclopedia and read anything out of it, and it's going to be a drudgery. Uh, so what you're getting in this case is a way to get information out, good information, uh, out to your friends, your kids, yourself. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in here that uh, I don't care who you are. I don't care how smart you are about stuff. There's going to be a lot of stuff in here you learn. Let me see. Here's another question right here. Uh, which American World War II general was used as a decoy in the D-Day invasion on June 6, 1944, catching the Germans by surprise? Now, if you're a history buff like I am, that's very easy. But most people don't understand what happened and why it happened. And uh, this is a chance for people to learn that, to learn about our history, because at, at Appleseed, that's one of the things that we are all about, is the history. Uh if you don't know history, if you don't know how you got here, then that's a very sad thing. If you didn't know, if you didn't know your name, if you didn't know who your parents were, who your grandparents were, where you worked, if you don't know any of that, and somebody came up to you and asked you, "Well, uh, who are you?" and you go, "Well, you know, I don't really know." Well, what do you do? I don't, I don't know that either. What about your folks? Who are they? Ah, man, I don't know. Then yeah. you would be worthless, and and that's that goes for you as an American citizen the same way. If you don't know your history about this nation, and we've got to be, Americans have to be one of the dumbest nations, uh, or uh, not dumb, they're ignorant, uh, yeah. as far as their own history, then then you don't, if you don't know your history, then you don't know what you're going to do next. You don't know what to do in the future. So yeah. I think this is a very solid investment. Well, thank you. No, I appreciate that that endorsement. You know, and I I, I think so too. Uh, and uh, it's been, you know, like I said, a, it's been a real fun privilege to be able to to work on the project the past few years. And um, it has been helping a lot of a lot of folks uh, rediscover those things that they probably should have learned in high school. And and you know, the the truth is, is that I think one of the reasons why Americans are so ignorant of their past is that there has been an intentional process by the, the, the progressives to erase what true liberty means. And once they were able to take it out of the textbooks and after, you know, a couple of generations, um, then they, they completely flipped that concept of liberty on its head and replace what real liberty means, which has traditionally been what the government can't do um, to you, you know, as outlined in the Bill of Rights, to uh, principles of, of entitlement, you know. Somehow like that, that's uh, an inborn right, to the, the freedom to, to condoms. Um, and, and so there has been a real shift in America um, for those, what, what liberty really means, and that's one of the many things that we talk about in the game as well. And like I said, in history and tweets and these small condensed ways that, that kids can latch on to these principles. And, you know, my own, my own kid is getting bombarded with, with these false ideas at, at school. And that was one of the reasons why we put this thing together is we were seeing our kids being taught 
false principles. You know, my 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 14 year old girl came home last week um, in in tears, quite literally, because her teacher was making fun of her in a in a it was a um, a math class, and and what the teacher was teaching was is redistribution of wealth and how the rich have always been rich and the poor. You know, um, we're always getting jerked over, and they're not paying their fair share. And and this is in a geometry class, you know. And my daughter took it for about maybe 15 minutes or so, and eventually she had to stand up to the guy and kind of lay it out on the line, and she did the best she could. But that's, you know, where our, as a family, that's our responsibility, you know, to teach yeah. our own children. But, yeah, um, you know, it's happening. It's that. happening, and if, if, you, if you're not aware of it, then – you need to have those conversations with your kid because because it's happening far too often. I don't know what it's like in Texas, um, but I can tell you even in Montana, which is a traditional um, state, it's it's happening here. Well, here in Texas, you and I were talking about this uh, uh, on the phone before the show that mm-hmm. uh, that just recently, and I think I, I don't know if I put this on the, the radio blog or not. I will. I'll add it in there, the article on it. Uh, on the uh, uh, Radio Show dot uh, blogspot, that uh, here in Texas there was a uh, there was a push by the school by the folks uh, writing the the uh, the teaching orders for the school. There was a a large section on uh, in the American history. Uh, part of the education system. It was teaching people that the founding fathers and the uh, the folks who participated in things like uh, the Boston Tea Party, that they were actually terrorists. And it was uh, showing how that uh, the uh, the founders and stuff were terrorists and, and was comparing them to modern terrorists. And, uh, and it yeah. was it was un- for me anyway. It was unbelievable. Now I can I can understand part of what they're saying, but I but can it's also a horrific tell you yeah this. it's a horrific analogy yeah it's an absolutely yeah. vile analogy to try to draw a moral you know equivalent between right. an individual that would strap a bomb around their chest and walk into a crowded area and blow themselves up versus those colonists that were protecting their God-given right to govern themselves and to be represented properly um, in parliament, which they were not. And so you have two completely things. The fact right. when when they were resisting what was taking place in America, it wasn't the revolutions that we talk about nowadays where they were trying to topple and destroy everything that existed. They were only fighting to preserve what they had already had for several hundred years in America, you know, their, their right to, to be able to govern in their local areas um, and to be taxed in a, in a fair their, way. They were fighting for citizens. Yeah, exactly. They, exactly. They yeah. Right, as the citizens of British, under the British Constitution, and they were denied that. And they were because yeah. they were denied their rights as British citizens under the British Constitution, which was all they were asking for in the beginning. Yeah. They were fighting they were fighting, fighting rights. Yeah. 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 They were they were fighting essentially to keep things in, in many ways the same. 
Right. <laughs> you know, that's that's the irony of it. It's a lot of times we, you know, we think of them, you know, in, in these false analogies like what was proposed by that one curriculum that, that you had shared. You know, it's like that's that's just a false idea. They were fighting to keep things um, uh, the, the same in, in many instances. And so yes, which is, um, which is, it kind of makes the American Revolution part a little bit a little bit of a misnomer because they weren't trying to create uh, a new revolutionary government. They were actually fighting a civil war to retain the rights they had as first Mm -hmm. British citizens. And then uh, because they were denied that, uh, then that led to the discussion of and finally the implementation of a separation uh, from the parent uh, nation. And uh, yeah, yeah. I think so, that yeah, it's you know, a vile yeah. way, a vile way to teach. It would be, it would be like you trying to use somebody's mother uh, as a prostitute uh, to teach a lesson about that. And and like I said, I I kind of understand in a way what they're doing, but I I know in my heart the reason they're doing it is is to tear down. Uh, yeah. It's a tear down the image of the founders. Yeah, yeah. It's really is to to destroy, you know, the the founding fathers and what they represented and the the godly country that that we um, have inherited from them, um, and the liberties that we inherited from them. You know, so for a progressive that wants to change everything, you have to one thing that they had to do, and they've done a fairly good job at it, is is trying to attack the integrity. Of the founders, I mean, a good hundred years ago, with a man by the name of Charles A. Beard, who was a progressive, um, they they attached uh, a whole lot of, uh, of um, financial incentives to the revolution. In other words, they were he was trying to imply that the only reason why the founding fathers were doing the things that they were doing was because they were all filthy rich and they were all trying to uh, ensure that they stayed that way. They, and and right. so historically that's that's not that's not accurate and um and so what ends up happening is is that y- you you undermine the character of the founders and then it's more easy to replace what the founders established with a cheap substitute that does not honor liberty. That's what it boils right down to. That's that's the intent of attacking the founding fathers. That's the intent of attacking God and its and his place in, in establishing our nation because they want to replace um those liberties with entitlements. So that you know the right. government can continue to grow and strengthen, um, you know. Again, you know, for us, it's kind of something that's transparent and readily seen. But for the youth that are submersed in this every single day, it's not. It's not. And so, you know, whether whether people use this particular game to teach this these principles or they find another solution, it's still our individual responsibility to have those conversations with our kids, to find out what they're learning in school and to learn it ourselves so that we can have those conversations. Yeah. Right. And the, uh, the same people who were doing this, they also had, uh, they also had discussion on religion at the same time where they portrayed the Christians as cult members. They portrayed Christianity as a cult, and this is how they were teaching it uh, in these schools, or how they had it planned out to teach. And I got to tell you, once this, once the article that I was talking about to you, once it broke, then of course 
the other folks in the Texas uh, C-Scope were were scrambling. They were scrambling hard to uh, to clean up and scrub those websites and make sure that uh, that wasn't visible anymore, which is actually against the law because uh, it's a law that the uh, that those sites that what we're teaching us of has to be visible, uh, you know, to the uh, to the public. And so they were yeah. they were hard working as hard as they could to clean them up so that uh, so that it wasn't uh, that you couldn't see what they were doing. But that's the kind yeah. of thing that you're, we're talking about that is getting taught in the schools. So you, we can't allow that to stand alone. You can't allow, uh, you know, the, the uh, everybody has heard that uh, uh, everybody has heard the. Uh, the, the saying that uh, uh, all that is necessary for evil to uh, uh, evil to achieve its victory is for good people to do nothing, and yeah. so we we have to do something. We got to put the finger in the dike, and then we've got to uh, we got to build the dam ourselves. We have to create a victory in this, and the only way we're going to do that is by educating uh, Americans. Yeah. And this Start, is, yeah. this is yeah. one of the ways Starting to do it. Yeah. Well, I, I know that you've got one of the cards that you have. One of the cards that you have is, uh, or one of the sections is, uh, "In God We Trust." Yeah. And I wanted to read this real quick because, uh, because I thought it was pretty amazing. So during colonial times, what was the required freshman project at Princeton, William and Mary, Yale, Harvard, Dartmouth, and Dickinson universities? Uh, I'm not going to read you all the answers, but uh, I'll tell you what the answer is. The answer is to translate the New Testament. Nearly every one of the first 123 colleges and universities founded in America were Christian in origin. Students wishing to attend the best schools were required to understand Greek prior to attending school, and in order to complete the handwritten translation their freshman year, they had to hand they had to translate the uh, New Testament, uh, and it says, on average, the young boys who went to the university between the ages of 11 and 14. So, I'd like to know how many of our how many of our current uh, crop of students uh, between 11 and 14 could be depended on to translate uh, a Greek Bible into English. The uh, the New Testament. I don't, I don't see it happening. Well, you know, and the bar was set pretty high <laughs> back then, you know. And but it does create this. Yeah, it does make you think about, you know, are we expecting too little uh, from the youth today? And I think the answer is yeah, you know. Uh, but um, do you happen to know um, what the what, what source that is from? Just for the the sake of those listening in. Does it say in the back uh, or the bottom of the, the card? Yeah. Hold on. Here we go. It's uh, from Jerry Newcomb. The Book That Made America, How the Bible yep. Formed Our Nation, uh, 2009 publication. Yeah. So, Jerry exactly. Newcomb, The Book That Made America. And that's another great thing I like about this is that uh, any time that, uh, any, uh, that the the cards ask questions on here, Bob has has taken a lot of uh, – made sure to take a lot of effort to – when he puts the answer in, it's a good answer. It's a good – it's not a little tiny short answer. It's a good uh in-depth answered, and then it's annotated. The uh, the earlier question I asked you about uh, uh, 
about the American general uh, use of the decoy on D-Day. And, of course, if you studied history, you know that was patent. And uh, and you have that annotated uh, down at the bottom. It's American History Revised, a 2010 edition from uh, uh, Seymour Morse, Jr. So all of these, all of the cards uh, will g- give you the questions, have in-depth answers, and then they're annotated. So... Uh, you put a lot of effort into this, and it shows, and it's really doing the uh, – I'm learning stuff while I'm talking to you. Well, thank you. Well, again, I appreciate you, you know, having me on today. And, and um, you know, before uh, before we kind of wrap things up, if I could just mention the uh, the, the website one last time for folks. It's uh, wethepeoplegame.com is, uh, is the website where people can buy, you know, buy the game online. And uh, there is that, that discount again, um, and it's for freedom. Um, it's just a letter for freedom that, that a person can get that 10% off and, uh, and enjoy it for uh, Christmas. It might be kind of a unique thing to open up uh, this Christmas season. And so I think it would be a great uh, day, a great day for you folks. And now, I don't know if you heard uh, Cooper beforehand. I guess if you go and check your uh, uh, your store, he said he bought, he purchased two games uh, while he was listening at the beginning. Okay. And I know that uh, our Appleseed, the, the Appleseed audience is usually, uh, for something like this, they're usually uh, ready to go and pick it up. So I'd like for you guys uh, to go to wethepeoplegame.com, take a look at the game, and uh, and don't just give it a cursory glance. Take a look at the game. And they've got the, uh, on the uh, the game page where it says see the game, uh, it's got a chance for you to take a look at the board, to uh, sample some of the cards. You can look at the board close up in one of the uh, the links. Uh, you can look at the cards, see some of the questions and stuff that are being asked. <clears throat> I mean, if you think this is a good idea, uh, I do. I'm not you, but I think it's a good idea. I know I'm going to pick up a game. Then go to wethepeoplegame.com, and uh, right up at the top there it says buy now. Go ahead and click on that and grab you one of the games because uh, Bob said he's going to give a 10% off if you add in for freedom when, you, uh, when you're when you in the buy now process and uh, grab uh, one of these games. All right. Well, once again, uh, thank you, you so much. Folks too, that, well, before you go, let me tell the, the folks yeah. that, that that's not all there is, okay? If you go to the, the uh, this website, <clears throat> there's also... Uh, uh, a very good, a very nice uh, blog that you guys have set up there, yep. and uh, and it's uh, it's filled with a lot of uh, a really a lot of information that you were talking about the progressive movement, the prosperity of the Gilded Age, the reason that history matters, the left attacks David Barton, ecological Armageddon, democracy republic. These are some of the titles. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and everything everything is everything is sourced there too, um, because you know we just don't want people to take our word for it. You know, we want people to know that you know this is everyone's history. This is not selective history. This is all of our shared um, heritage, and uh, so it's just buried. It just needs to be dug up again. Um, so, yeah, we tried to source everything in there as well. And, and a few of the topics, it seems like every single. Every single month, my, my, my daughter comes home with uh, another 
a tale to tell of what their teacher might believe about something in America's past, and it kind of inspires me to write a new new blog and 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 pass it on to their teacher. <laughs> but I'll post it on the website too. Yeah. Yep. That's so, cool. Hey, listen, I saw, I see it on your links page. You got a lot of room there. Yep, I could probably uh, add apple seed on there too. Huh? so there you um, go. There you go. I think I will do that. Now I'll, I'll get my wife on that. She's in charge of the website, you know, and um, and and so certainly appreciate the you know the your good kind words today, and we'll make sure that we add you guys to our links page. And so as we grow, we'll hopefully be able to to help you guys out as well as much as you've helped us out today. And and like to wish everybody out there. And, Merry Christmas, and remember the reason for the season, and what a what an opportunity it is just to spend some time with your family, and and uh, and, and certainly those you know liberties that we enjoy, and and just spending that time with loved ones is what it's all about. Remembering what Christ has done for all of us. So, thanks again, right. there, Scout, for your time. I think you're a great guy, and have enjoyed the time immensely, and and you've gained a new fan. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. And listen, like I said, you guys go to the uh, uh, go to the website. We the people. Uh, we the oh, let me get it right here. Uh, we the people game. We the people game. Dot com. All right. Go yep. to the website and take a look at it. <laughs> and uh, and if you think it's a good deal, then go ahead and buy it. Support an American-made game that is helping to plant the same seeds that we're working on planting an apple seed. Bob, thank you so much for uh, all right for coming on the show, donating some time to come on the show and talk about this. And thanks for for making the game. If we had folks all, right. uh, all across the nation accepting their responsibility and doing something about it, it'd be a whole different nation. So thank you, thank yep. your wife too, because I know that uh, anytime somebody she's goes done all on, the real work, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anytime that somebody goes on a venture like this, if they're married, then uh, then the wife goes on it. Too, and I imagine, uh, I imagine you're probably a great help because all of the women that uh, are in apple seed, I always tell the guys here, I said, be careful if you ask uh, an apple seed woman to do something. Don't ask them to do it unless you really want to get it done because they're going to end up yeah. do it. They're going to do it quickly. So, yeah, well, yeah, she's made, yeah, she made it. She made it work. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. We'll 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 talk with you again sometime, perhaps. All right. Thank you, sir. God bless you, mm-hmm. and uh, good luck, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We had, uh, we had a nice discussion with him because, like I said, I know it's a board game. I know the first uh, thing people that people will think is, you know, it's a board game. So, So what? You know, I mean, that's great. But what does it really do? And the answer is, it does. It does a lot of the same things that we're doing. Uh, when you plant those seeds, when you plant that information, when when you give people information, uh, you never know where that's going to end up taking them. Where it's going to end up taking you. Uh, and we're always uh, we're always planning on that at apple seeds. We're always planning and hoping. We've got all our hopes. Uh, tied up in this is that when they come to an apple seed and we tell them what's going on in the nation and that they have an obligation to to help fix, to help make right 
the things that are wrong in this nation. We're always hoping that that seed finds a place to uh, to take root and that something happens from it. Well, it's the same thing with this game. Yeah, it's a game, but anytime you anytime you're putting out information, then there's always the consequences of it, and uh, and you never know where something like this is going to go. You never know who's going to to read one of the questions in here or who's going to say, you know what, that this has really, because the information was presented to them in a fun way, it was made fun, then uh, then they they listened to it. And they listened to the ways that uh, the ways that our nation works. And then they they applied that to their life and, and who knows? Who knows where it's gonna take somebody by by hopping on this. <clears throat> All right, uh, I'm going to take another caller here real quick. Jim in Colorado. Jim Heath, remember us talking uh, last week and then a couple weeks before that. Jim and uh, Kim Heath in Colorado worked with Michael Bain on uh, filming an episode of Shooting Gallery for Downrange TV to be uh, presented on the Outdoor Channel. And uh, last time we talked with Jim, he was... Uh, Jimmy Kim were getting ready to go and do uh, another section of the filming, which was, I believe was an indoor section. And we'll let Jim tell us about that. Jim, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Yeah, well, tell we, us about uh, how, how the weekend worked out. Okay. Well, we uh, this last Friday, we went to a studio session with Michael Main, and they shot the, the lead in and outs to the segments, um, some of them for this year. Uh, or excuse me, for next year, um, for their their season. And just a uh, couple of things. One is Michael Bain really likes Appleseed. He he mentioned it to the audience many times, and so did his producer, uh, John Carter. And uh, by the end of the shooting, I think everyone in the audience came up and talked to one of the instructors about coming to an Appleseed shoot uh, because Michael was saying that everyone – has to do that. It's, it's one of the things that uh, that folks just need to do, and so he's he's really spreading the word for us well. And I think on the show he will treat Appleseed very well. The other thing I wanted to say is, uh, Scout, you did a great job arranging that. Uh, Kim and I just happened to be the the ones were at the uh, who happened to be at the shoot that he wanted to uh, videotape. But you did all the arranging and gotten had the contact with him and so I think you did a I just want to make sure everybody knows this was your thing that we just happened to be at and that uh, you did a great job and that that uh, Appleseed I think will do very well because of your efforts well it took a it took a good while because once again the same thing with the, the with Plant the Seed is uh, is you know it it started out uh, geez it's been, it's been a long time now I think it started about five or six years ago when I first started petitioning people to uh, to come on their shows and talk about Appleseed, and and Michael was receptive, and we uh, did the radio show for his uh, for his podcast, and which he by the way he's got a great podcast, got a great blog, got a great, great uh, television show, and uh, anyway we had a we had several hours. Uh, of discussion uh, on phone because one thing is he just 
he's a great guy to talk to. He's about yep. he's about as nice nice a guy as you could ever hope to meet. No no airs. He doesn't put on any airs, and uh, and we talked for hours and hours about uh, you name it. And we talked about it, and uh, and that's when we started talking about the possibility of of having Appleseed do a show and. You know, when things don't always happen like you would like them to happen, I was hoping that it would it would happen a lot sooner. But uh, but we you know I we kept talking about it and we kept trying to work it out. And thank the Lord that it finally uh, it finally came to pass. And listen, I want to thank you because uh, yeah yeah I got this set up, but I was always. <laughs> I was always a bit worried about uh, about how it was going to be handled and, uh, and you know where it was going to happen and stuff like that. Because first we were trying to get it set up uh, well at different places around the country, and then we then then we talked about doing it at uh, the uh, what the heck is the name of the place in New Mexico? The uh, the Worthing Whittington Center. Whittington, the Whittington Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they got real nice uh, facilities and stuff there. But I was always worried because I said, "Yeah, what if I'm not going to be able to go and do this?" And uh, and and of course, it's a it was kind of a silly worry because all of our Appleseed crews are are good. But I worked with Jim and Kim, and I know what dedicated professionals they were. So once it was once it was in their hands in their lap, I was just I breathed a sigh of relief. And uh, because I got to tell you guys, I, I'm always very pleased to work with Jim and Kim because anytime you get a chance to work with professionals, it makes life so much easier because, uh, because you don't have to hold their hand. You don't have to, they, 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 they take care of business, uh, on their own. And I know it sounds this in a way, it's like what you'd be saying, well, what else are they going to do? Well, there's a lot of different things people can do. <laughs> they can, they can go, you can go where you don't want it to go, but I never had that worries with Jim and Kim because they are such consummate professionals uh, in uh, their their daily lives, and then certainly with their work with Appleseed. So my thanks to you because once uh, once we got it set up and once I knew where it was going to go, I breathed a sigh of relief because uh, because it's like uh, you know it's like a, a little baby that you got and you go oh my gosh. You know, who's going to take care of the baby? And then, uh, and then you're your grandpa and your grandma said, "Hey, we'll take care of it." And you go, oh, "Okay, well, thank goodness. I know that. I know they won't beat the child or lock it up or anything." So, uh, so I was very happy that you guys did it, and it sounds like it turned out just excellent. And I don't want people to. I, I'm telling you, I think this is going to be a really big thing because a lot of people listen to Michael Bain. They do. They listen to him. His show is a is a huge success, and and yep. it, for us to to pay, if we had to pay to get this kind of advertising, advertising, I imagine it would be around uh, the four or five million dollar mark for us to pay to have this done and put it on the air. So, yep. so it's a yep. tremendous amount of exposure that we're going to get, and uh, yeah, Michael, it's going to uh, be great. This is Michael's. This next season will be his 13th season doing this show. He works with several other uh, outdoor network or outdoor life, whatever the, the channel is. I can't remember right now what he works with um, shows. And he's just very well known 
in the firearms industry. I knew a little bit about him before, but I, uh, after I've looked into him, I'm quite impressed with his background. And like you said, just a great guy. The other thing that he's done, and he has a, uh, as you mentioned, he's got his own podcast. And he spent an entire uh, podcast talking about Appleseed and the experience he had there. So you might, I don't uh, offhand know his website, but if you just search Michael Bain, he uh, did a podcast on I'll put it. I'll put it on the Rifleman Radio okay. blog. Yep. So if you guys hit the Rifleman sure. Radio blog, I'll put links up there to the stuff that, uh, that Jim's talking about. But go ahead, Jim. And then uh, let's see. The other thing, so he's going to probably, again, he, he doesn't know, but he'll probably do two, epi- two half-hour episodes on Appleseed at the shoot that he went to. But before that, he's doing a show on him putting together Liberty Training Rifle for Appleseed. So that's really three shows that he's doing on that, uh, that has a connection to Appleseed. The other thing is, you know, he's just not talking that everyone should go to an Appleseed. He went to one, and with this videotaping, um, on his, uh, uh, he's he's mentioned now that he wants to do two more. He wants to do a an Appleseed with his 223, and then when he's done with that, he wants to do one with the 308. So he's really, uh, you've kind of sold him on on what Appleseed is about, and he thinks that <laughs> even though he's been he's been a, a gun expert for I don't know how many years, he certainly has had his TV show for 13 years, and I don't know how much uh, shooting he's done before that, but a lot. He thinks he can still learn, has things to learn from Appleseed. So, uh, and he's so absolutely he's, correct. Yep, he, I think he will be a a great, uh, if not spokesman, uh, a great ambassador for uh, Appleseed and will continue to, to help us grow and reach the folks uh, to try and get this country uh, being as good as it can be, along well, and, uh, with being riflemen. And like I said, the, this, this, uh, this type of exposure is, I mean, it, it was, it's hard to set a price, a dollar amount. Like I said, just buying the time. To get on there, he has, the crew come in. It would be millions of dollars. Not just he has that. an audience. He has an audience of somewhere around thirty million viewers a week. Right, and uh, if, if I saw the numbers but, correctly. But this is another huge step in legitimizing Appleseed, because uh, Michael Bain is not going to have uh, a group of, uh, you know, a group of terrorists on that on his show, because that's what we've been labeled in blogs and stuff like that. Uh, he's going to uh, he's going to help with the legitimization of, of Appleseed. Well, listen, they're giving the English lady is telling me I got 60 seconds left on the clock here. So, in that time, let me tell you, thank you, Jim, for doing such a wonderful job, and to Kim. I know you guys are uh, you guys are a package, and uh, yes, we I are. Really appreciate what you guys did and what you're going to do in the future with this. You guys are going to take this ball, you're going to run it into the end zone for a huge home run, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate y'all's efforts on this. And I want to thank, thank uh, Bob uh, 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 Bob Snizek for coming on the show and talking uh, tonight and for doing his bit in helping to preserve the freedoms and liberties that, uh, that, that we enjoy by virtue of living in this nation. He's taken... He's taking his job seriously about getting the information out. So I want to thank him. Go to the website and uh, buy one of the games. All right. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. 
and we'll see you next Thursday, 7 p.m. Central. God bless you all. Oh, wow, man.